0: Yeah, your week just got better with Becky and Sammy. Hey guys, welcome back to Better with Becky and Sammy, where things are just a little bit better with Becky and Sammy. This podcast is an intuitive eating lifestyle type of podcast where we talk about health and fitness, but we're mainly two sisters in science. I'm Becky. I'm a senior undergrad at the University of Georgia studying dietetics and that note, what better episode than our 12th episode to have our mom on us to talk about women's health, periods, our hormones, and menopause. This episode, you get the insight from us three generations of the recent. Some of y'all might know me as the period Girl. Hey guys, I'm the other podcast host. My name is Sammy Reese, and I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, where my research mainly focuses around genetics, and I do believe dreams become food. This is our 12th episode, and we're super excited to have our mom come on and talk about menopause. So this is going to be part eight of our episode where we just introduce what a hormones are, what women hormones are, what estrogen, progesterone, and what menopause is. And so the second part of this podcast is going to be next week, and it's just going to be our experiences with our periods, birth controls, going to the OBGYN, foods. So Sam and I are really going to talk about our experience. There's not a lot of podcasts, YouTube videos of young girls truly talking about what they're going through. And so Sammy and I are just going to go ahead and be open with y'all and explain what it's really like being a woman and how our periods are like. So mom, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Hi there. I'm Barbara. I'm a girl's mother's. I am uh, also a University of Georgia graduate, and I'm 61 years old, and I'm really into doing eating health, clean, and low-carb and no-sugar type of food. So I guess your lifestyle right now is just an emphasis
0: on watching our complex carbs, refined sugars but increasing your dark leafy greens.
1: And we do go on walks about two miles a day, don't we? Yes, we do. It was hard at the beginning, but Rebecca kicked my, excuse my language, behind all the way. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks, Mom, so much for coming on our podcast. You really are such an inspiration
0: for a healthy lifestyle and healthy eating. But hold on, Rebecca. I actually have a question. You mentioned something in the intro that you're known as the period girl, like, what the heck? And also, I'm really <laughs> excited about this podcast. And as you know, I love talking with young people about mm-hmm. what actually motivates them and what they're enthusiastic about. I know this is something you're really interested in. But, but why <laughs> as the period girl? okay it's not a bad nickname or anything it doesn't yeah okay no embarrassing stories here analyzing women athletes and college women who have experienced fha excuse me if i say it wrong but it's functional hypothalamic amenorrhea and for about two years now i've been super interested ever since stephanie bonamore have came about her video talking about fha it's basically a disorder where you lose your period due to stress excess exercise and a low body fat. So basically, I've been really interested and fascinated in our hormones and how our period cycles can just tell us so much more and to view it more as a positive instead of those pesky hormones. So hopefully I can specialize in women's health as a registered dietitian. Well, that's really cool, Becca. And that's an interesting nickname. Um, But I do believe Stephanie Buttermore was nicknamed the P-Girl because she would collect urine samples for her biology work. And this particular question comes from at Ginger Lauren And she just asked, what are our healthy snacks that y'all recommend? Mom, how about you give a crack at it?
1: Yes, to me, healthy snacks are, I live by it. You have boiled eggs, vegetable sticks, and nuts, and good
0: organic cheese. You know what, Mom? I actually 100% believe the exact same thing. I do love boiled eggs, and I, I do enjoy nut bowls. So I learned from Sarah's Day um, YouTube channel, you want a fruit and nut bowl just to hover around for <laughs> snacks. But I also do like to pair my veggies with my cheese or fruit with cheese as well because I can eat dairy. Rebecca, how about you? As an up-and-going college student, what do you like to snack on? Well, I like to work smarter not harder. And I guess I'm kind of lazy sometimes. So I recommend, you know, RX bars to make with dates and natural sugars from the dates. And so if you guys are at the store, you want to pick up a snack, I recommend RX bars, maybe a half a banana. I really also enjoy spicy almonds so much. And one of the life hacks that I used to do when I was an undergrad is I could not wait for the water to boil in a pot So I would used to stick the eggs in a kettle, like the kettle to boil your tea in, and it would just be like an undergrad dorm life hack. It was kind of insane, but it worked. (laughs) All right, life hacks aside, let's go ahead and get into the meat of our podcast today. So we will be talking about women's hormones and periods and menstrual cycles. Um, So I would like to set a baseline before we start Mm -hmm. talking into the meat of it. Because Mm -hmm. um, maybe our audience, and definitely me, I did not have a strong background in this area, so I had to read a lot of peer-reviewed journals, mainly Mm -hmm. in the manipulation of sex hormones for contraception, Um, Mm -hmm. but I do also highly recommend, and they're really easy to consume, the two YouTube channels, Mama Dr. Jones, Um, Uh she's an OBGYN, I also love her a lot, and Stephanie Buttermore has a great breakdown of normal (laughs) human hormones. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so um, let's talk about your average or normal cycle. Now, all of us women are different, but this is just kind of like the average of what a normal healthy cycle would look like. So we're talking about your menstrual cycle, and so your mm-hmm. menstrual cycle um, lasts around an average of 28 days. And normally mm-hmm. you get it from the, your start of puberty right up to your hip menopause. Um, And it is basically hormonal changes for the fertilization and implantation of the egg into the uterine wall for babies. Um, And if there is no fertilization nor implantation, then the uterine wall is expelled. And that is what we commonly refer to as having a period. Um, So um, the question that I was asked a little bit earlier is... um, are the period cycle and the menstrual cycle, are they the same thing? And yeah. I like to list, uh, think of them as that the period cycle is part of the overall menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we kind of like defined our personal definitions of what a menstrual cycle is, I would like to give a little bit more information on some uh, female hormones. Now, there are a lot of hormones that are in play. But however, I just want to talk and focus on the two main ones um, and the ones that I had the most questions about. So they mm-hmm. contain estrogen and progesterone. So estrogen is a sex hormone and it's actually commonly found both in men and women. Really. Um, however, yeah, exactly. So wow, wow. men has it that's, too. That's crazy. Yes, absolutely, um, and it's something that because we associate it so much with giving someone feminine features um that uh mm-hmm. we forget that men also have this hormone as well um but mm-hmm. it's just the same at women which have testosterone which we actually think about being more of the mainly characteristics so we both share these sex hormones um and it is found higher in women especially during their fertile years mm. and um estrogen is partially responsible again for giving you your warm and lean characters Um, And so when we talk about our menstrual cycle, when we talk about estrogen, it is mainly the highest between your 14 to 7 to 14 day part of your cycle, right up until you hit um, your ovulation. So it gently ramps up. Um, But once you have your ovulation, your estrogen, actually there is a decline to it and actually Mm -hmm. declines further until your next cycle. So estrogen is definitely a main source, a main sex hormone when it comes to talking about Uh, your menstrual cycles. Wow. So the second hormone that I would like to give just a little bit more background on, it's called progesterone. It is also a sex hormone. And so your progesterone, when you start your cycle is actually pretty low, um, right up until you hit your ovulation. And after ovulation, that actually is a sharp and rapid increase of this particular sex hormone, but then it slowly dies off and there's a drop uh, right before your next cycle Um, And so how I like to think about estrogen and progesterone um, working together is I like to think of them as opposite oscillation patterns. And all this means is that, right up until the end of the cycle, I would actually say. So all this means is that when your estrogen is high, your progesterone is normally low. And when your progesterone is uh, high, your estrogen is low. The only exception is at the end of your cycle where there is a sharp decrease. Um, and they're both low. So wow. like I said, I, yeah, so a little bit more background before we get into kind of like how we have experienced our cycles, Um, yeah. something that really caught my attention, and I read quite a few peer-reviewed journals on, is the manipulation of these two hormone analogs. Um, So basically, they're hormones, mm-hmm. but almost, I like to think of analogs mm-hmm. as almost mm-hmm. a hormone, but not quite, Yeah, something we can manipulate. It's the use in uh, the pill for contraception, so for a form of birth control. And so basically, when you're using the pill, it's a combination of estrogen and progesterone um, Mm -hmm. analogs. And basically, it mimics the body already being implanted and fertilized. So the theory is if you have already implantation and fertilization, there is no need to release an additional egg. Um, So therefore, a new egg cannot be fertilized because the body already thinks there is implantation and fertilization. So that is how the pill actually worked, which is something I did not know up until now. Wow. So, yeah, I know that was a lot going on. Trust (laughs) me, like, Um, it took me a little while because I said I'm not very comfortable with this topic. But just Mm -hmm. to give kind of us a baseline and just a jumping point to start off with. Now that that is yeah. all done, Rebecca. Um so, what are your thoughts because I know this is definitely a podcast you wanted to do. Yeah, oh wow, I'm super ecstatic. At first the beginning of the summer, I guess some of their followers and here whistlers can hear. I absolutely despised Biokin, but we did learn about analogs, the transition analogs and stuff, how they're the hormone, but basically, like, they're the cousin, so they're right. basically I like get, but not really, but exactly. that's so cool. I never knew that birth control was like that. Right, exactly. But, yeah, that, that is super crazy. So, wow, thanks so much. It's crazy how women of today go through their period cycles and their menstrual cycles and deal with progesterone and estrogen, but like have such little education about them. Like, I think that's so shocking. All right. And so now that we have the baseline of what our sex hormones are, let's talk a little bit more about menopause. So normally menopause is after your fertilization um, time point in a woman's lifetime. However, mom,
1: what is your personal definition of menopause? My personal definition of menopause is that you no longer have a period and uh, you experience like a uh, low estrogen levels. so some women call that having nice sweats and most wings, they are irritable and uh, they have a breast is tender, but with me, I really didn't uh, feel none of that uh, side effects of it. I think this, I believe this has to do with me keeping on with my body. Uh, exercising, eating really healthy food. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you said that
0: symptoms before were like night sweats, breast tenderness, and you said that you didn't really have any of those symptoms. So, do you think correlating your eating lifestyle, your exercise lifestyle, do you think those could help
1: deal with some of the menopausal symptoms? And I really, believe, believe it is so. Because, uh, you know, when we go through menopause, our ovary doesn't produce estrogen anymore. Mm-hmm. So we have to solely rely on our adrenal gland. Oh. So it's really must, you have to try to be healthy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so,
0: thank you, Mom, for letting us know a little bit about your physical symptoms, but did any of these menopause, did it affect, like,
1: your mood at all? Oh, yes, all the time. But you know what? You have to learn to deal with it. You can't be just being mean to everybody just because you feel like a crap.
0: (laughs) That's something (laughs) we all need to learn. (laughs) I,
1: yeah, I think so. And I guess you can't really blame it on the hormones. (laughs) Yes, you can. You get to do it until about 45 to 50. Then after that, you cannot do it no more. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, doing some research, I found out that many women experience weight gain during their menopausal period in their life.
1: So, did you... Oh, gosh. I, I started gaining weight just like scary rate. I gained like almost 50 pounds. And so, I'm
0: wondering... Why do women gain weight? Can they get rid of the weight? And mom, could, did you get rid of your weight that you gained during menopause? I sure have. It might have taken a
1: long time, but I work. First of all, I don't know if I can say this in y'all's your, your podcast. <laughs> I believe in a low-carb diet with no sugar. That's what I did. Now, I walked and walked and walked. Of course, I didn't walk no more than two or three miles a day, but I did it religiously. Yeah, so
0: that really worked for you and that's something that we like to Mm -hmm. kind of like really understand is that different diets different exercises Mm -hmm. different lifestyles work for different people Uh um so for your personal experience mom what types of foods um helped you with your diet during the menopause i also want to ask as well that during the research rebecca has um shown me that a lot Osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Is there certain foods that you particularly
1: like to eat, and do you think that will help with this particular issue? Well, what helped me was that I eat lots, lots, lots of green leaves on my salad. I eat like a bear when it comes to salad, <laughs> and I I never eat store bought uh, salad dressing. I make my own apple cider vinegar, vine- uh, olive oil, and a little pepper and salt. To eat uh, organic salmon fish organic beef organic chicken but I really don't like chicken that much because I I I don't know why I think chicken is gross but I think so
0: (laughs) yeah you see everyone has their own preferences Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of salmon but I do love chicken now can you explain a little bit like you said you eat like a bear what is that
1: (laughs) means that I only like to eat one meal a day because I'm lazy so I only cook one meal a day when I mean by eat like a bear, it makes means you eat lots and lots and lots of salad, like green salad. Like it kind of falls off on of my plate because I put so much salad on it. I've
0: known, I know for the longest time that you um, had a lot of different symptoms because we were talking about um, hormones for women. Mm. So would you like to talk on the podcast a little bit about your personal experiences, um, getting to know your body and getting to understand your um, female hormones? Hey, it's Becky, and that's next week's episode, all about how I deal with my hormones, how Sam does with her hormones, how going to the gynecologist is like, birth control, what I do, what foods I eat in order to help with PMS. So on that note, see you next episode. Thank you so much, Mom, for coming on to our podcast and just giving us your insight of a mature woman's body and how it's like during menopause. We talked about what estrogen is, what progesterone is, birth control period cycle, menstrual cycle, and we talked about so much more, how women gain weight and everything. So thank you so much for giving us your insight. Thanks so much, Sam, for just giving us a little baseline of what a woman's hormone looks like and their cycles. So make sure you go ahead and continue asking us the questions of the week. You can ask us on Becky BeckyRFet, my Instagram and YouTube channel, and make sure you tune in to next week to hear about our experience. Hey, Rebecca, are you forgetting to uh, add a little bit? Of yeah, something? and <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to eat your rainbow. On that note, bye, guys. Bye.